All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec, I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Tuesday, December 8th. Before we get into the updates, I want to address some questions and confusion I've seen in the comments section of my recent videos about the unemployment provisions in the new $908 billion stimulus proposal. I've seen people asking in the comments section if PUA will be in there. I've seen some confusion around whether the unemployment in the proposal would end in January or March. I actually covered this information in my second video from December 1st, so my video, second video from a week ago, uh, but I'm happy to go over it again. So I'll play you a clip here in a second that shows you what Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, who's kind of quarterbacking this proposal, said in the press conference from a week ago that this group of senators had right when the proposal came out. I kind of summarized this press conference for you uh, last week, but I'm, I'm happy to play this clip here for you to address the unemployment questions. You've got additional unemployment insurance. That's $300 for 18 weeks, $10 billion a week. That's $180 billion. And that includes gig workers. Yeah, that includes all the gig workers and people that basically that we covered under the First Cares Act. Retroactive December 1 if we don't get it done until the second or third week of December. So Joe said $300 for 18 weeks, retroactive to December 1st. So that would be through the end of March. I don't know where this January date confusion is coming from. McConnell's latest proposal wanted to extend PUA and PEUC applications to the end of January. But by what Manchin said about this $908 billion proposal, in this proposal, it sounds like they want to extend things until the end of March. And he said that gig workers and those covered under the CARES Act would be included as well, right? So that's PUA. So if you were eligible for unemployment as a result of CARES Act, right, and that includes self-employed PUA folks, all that, Manchin is saying that they want you to be covered as well under this proposal. He said retroactive to December 1st, lasting 18 weeks. So I hope that answers those questions. Of course, please keep in mind, we have not seen a bill for this proposal yet, right? And obviously, these proposals are subject to change, but that's what we know thus far for unemployment. All right, about stimulus checks, Politico actually reported this morning, based on anonymous sources, that Mitch McConnell is becoming more open to stimulus checks. Politico reported several sources tell us that Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's opposition to direct payments is softening. Politico also said that the top House Republican, Kevin McCarthy, is in favor of stimulus checks, along with President Trump. We already knew that about Trump. Politico is also saying that the White House is going to push hard for stimulus checks, and that if a package does come together, Mitch McConnell is not likely to stand in the way, provided the right mix of policies are included. I think that's almost an obvious statement, though, right? It's like, yeah, McConnell, he's not going to stand in the way, as long as it looks good to him. Again, on stimulus checks, Politico is also saying that they heard that the White House might counter... McConnell's offer, whatever that is, with including stimulus checks. Honestly, this reporting all seems kind of very like woo-woo. It almost seems kind of like out of the blue. Like, what is this McConnell's offer? His proposal last week really hasn't gotten much steam in Congress. Uh, it's been completely overshadowed by this new $908 billion proposal that these senators still can't agree on. Uh, but take this news or leave it, right? If that's the Christmas hope we need right now, that Mitch McConnell is becoming more open to stimulus checks, so be it. Politico, so be it. But between you and me, I'm not getting, I'm not having too much Christmas hope for stimulus checks uh, over this anonymous report in Politico. Let's just say that much. Nevertheless, Republican Senator Josh Hawley, who last week tweeted that any new COVID-19 relief bill should have stimulus checks in it. Well, yesterday, Hawley said that Trump should veto 
any bill that comes across his desk that does not include stimulus checks. So that's kind of the stimulus check rumor mill at this point. Not really getting my hopes up, but it's interesting to say the least. So what is the status of this new currently stimulus checklist $908 billion proposal as a whole, right? Senators are fervently trying to piece together a cohesive bill on this thing. Well, as we've said, the sticking points continue to be liability protection and state and local funding. That is nothing new. These two items have gotten in the way of stimulus for over six months now. A bill still hasn't been drafted for this proposal, basically, because these two issues are holding it up. Republicans and Democrats, even the most compromise-friendly ones, just can't agree on these issues. I mean, that's basically been the story of stimulus negotiations, right? Lack of agreement on liability protection that McConnell wants and state and local funding that Pelosi wants. And it got so bad last night that Republican Senator John Cornyn of Texas suggested that liability protection and state and local funding simply be left out of this new stimulus bill that they're trying to draft. Thankfully, no one took them up on that because, come on, that's not going to fly, right? Liability protection, that's McConnell's deal breaker. State and local funding is Pelosi's deal breaker, right? Deal breaker in terms of the must-have. You can't propose a stimulus bill without those things in it at this point. They have to work through these issues. That's what they're paid to do for the good of the people, not to try to take the easy road out that goes nowhere. However, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia said that he hopes to start releasing detailed summaries of various aspects of the proposals early as today. So we might get something today, right? But obviously not a full bill. So that's where we're at, stuck, as always, on liability protection and state and local funding. McConnell and Schumer, as usual, traded barbs on the Senate floor yesterday. McConnell said that while Republicans have seen some hopeful signs of encouragement from the Democrats, Republicans have no reason to think that the underlying disagreements about policy are going to evaporate overnight. McConnell urged Democrats to pass more narrow targeted legislation that everybody can agree on. And Schumer said that he and Pelosi have modified their proposal several times in an attempt to meet Republicans in the middle, but they have not heard the same willingness from the Republicans themselves. Speaking of Schumer, yesterday Schumer pressured Joe Biden to, once he's in office, use presidential authority to cancel $50,000 of student loan debt per borrower and to select a secretary of education who was on board with that plan. Schumer said, you don't need Congress. All you need is the flick of a pen. Strong words. On government funding, recently we've been talking about a potential one-week stopgap measure to keep the government funded for an additional week beyond December 11th, and it appears that this will be happening. The House will vote on such a stopgap measure tomorrow. I expect it to pass there, and I expect it to pass in the Senate as well. In terms of COVID-19, we had 202,268 new cases of COVID-19 yesterday with 1,522 deaths. Hospitalizations remain over 100,000 nationwide. And it is now official the first doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine are being administered in the United Kingdom. The first recipient was 90-year-old Margaret Kennan. The second recipient was a man, get this, named William Shakespeare. So this is obviously incredibly, incredibly good news that there is some light at the end of this pandemic tunnel that we've all been affected by for the better part of a year now and that has currently killed over 1.5 million individuals worldwide. And remember, these vaccines, right, this is a two-dose deal. Moderna's and Pfizer's, right? The Pfizer vaccine, first dose administered, and then the second dose three weeks later, However, the FDA published some documents yesterday indicated that even after receiving uh, the first dose, 10 days after that, 
even just 10 days, there is still significant protection provided by that first dose of the vaccine. Here in the U.S., of course, we are eagerly awaiting Thursday's meeting of the FDA advisory panel regarding the Pfizer vaccine. Today, President Trump is expected to issue some kind of executive order saying that other countries will not get U.S. supplies of the vaccine until Americans have been vaccinated. This seems to be more of a bark thing than a real bite thing that has any weight. This is possibly in response to Pfizer. Before it released those incredible results from, from its clinical tests, Pfizer actually offered the Trump administration the chance to purchase more doses than the 100 million doses the government agreed to buy months ago, but the White House actually never made that deal. So some are speculating, well, Trump's doing this kind of in response to that situation. And there's one more thing I want to mention about the COVID-19 before I close, and that is that these clinical trials right, that are saying like 90 plus percent effectiveness, these clinical trials only tested the effect of the vaccine on the recipient of the vaccine, right? And they appear to be incredibly protective for the recipient of the vaccine. What was not tested in these clinical trials is whether the individuals who received the vaccine could still spread it to others. So even if you get the vaccine and it's effective for your health, right, from getting sick, it's still possible that you could spread the, the virus to others, right? I mean, don't know for sure. It's just the clinical trials did not test that. So please keep that in mind. Well, all right, everybody, that is my update for today. A lot of you really liked our family vlog the other day. So if you'd like to see another one, uh, this time we're all kind of just hanging out at home. Our son is dressed up like the Disney character Stitch. Just click the link on the following screen and I'll see you over there. Bye-bye.